Welcome everybody to our 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting podcast. Uh, we really felt like doing a podcast this year was uh, really the best solution for us to uh, get all different kinds of devotions in. We've got lots of different people um, that are going to be doing it, um, people that you've never heard. It's really important uh, for me as your pastor uh, to expose us to people in our church that uh, men are on fire for Jesus, and you can uh, kind of hear their heart and, and what God is doing in their life and also allow them to lead a devotional. Uh, my name is Pastor Andrew. Uh, I didn't... Uh, I didn't say who I was, and so I want to let everybody know. I know people not only from Passionate Life Church, but uh, from all over the United States will be uh, tuning in and and following along uh, to our 21 Days uh, of Prayer and Fasting devotionals. And so I just want to get you excited. I want you to get excited for what uh, God is going to do in these next 21 days. Uh, I've got three uh, scriptures that I'm going to be reading from. And so I want to encourage you, uh, if you're using this as a devotional, um, to get your Bible out and and a notepad. Um, It's really important uh, for us during these 21 days to be in our Bible. Uh, But I know many of you are are listening to this in a car or while you're working out or going for a walk. And and so maybe uh, later on, you can go ahead and look up these passages uh, throughout the day. And so the, the first one is going to be Matthew 4, uh, 1 through 11. Uh, then we're going to be in Mark 9, um, 14 through 29. And so if you want to get ready for that. And then we're going to read the, well, we're not going to read the story of Exodus 17, but I'm going to uh, go through it and paraphrase it and kind of end the devotional uh, time with that and then also with prayer. Uh, first off, I just want to say, uh, man, uh, I'm excited that you're taking this challenge. Uh, some of you are veteran fasters. Some of you are, are taking this for the very first time. And so, man, I'm, I'm really excited for what God is going to do in your life. Uh, most of these devotionals, these daily devotions, will be about five minutes. Uh, mine won't. Okay, I'm just let you know. Mine won't. Uh, they'll be longer. And uh, I probably throughout these 21 days, I'm scheduled for the first and the 21st, the 21st day, but um, I'm open to be doing some bonus material throughout the fasting time. If God just gives me a word, I just want to share it with you for these 21 days, uh, just to encourage you, get you excited about what God uh, is doing. All right, let's start with Matthew chapter 4, 1 through 11. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. It's interesting that Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit into the desert to fast and pray. After fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And so uh, this is day one of the fast. And so you're probably already hungry and that's normal. Okay. It's normal. So if you're doing a Daniel fast or you're not doing any meat or or anything like that, uh, you're probably hungry and that's normal to be hungry maybe a little bit tired, uh, maybe a little uh, irritable. Uh, That's all normal. Okay. Uh, Jesus was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. What's interesting is Satan 
comes to Jesus when he's thinking that Jesus is his most vulnerable. And it's actually the opposite. Uh, when we're fasting and praying, our spirits become sensitive and heightened. There's a heightened spiritual awareness while we fast. So this was actually the worst time uh, to come to Jesus. And Jesus answered, it is written, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Uh, Man, the word of God is so important that we're reading our Bibles every day. We have a relationship with our Bibles. And uh, it's just, this is what this is how we get fed every single day. There's nothing like the Bible. There's nothing like the Word of God that gives us energy, that encourages us. Uh, there's nothing like Scripture. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written. So here, here this is something really important to understand that Satan is using Scripture against Jesus. He's using the word against the word, okay? He will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. It's important that we know Scripture because Satan knows Scripture and he loves to twist Scripture. Verse 8, again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you. This is important to, to hone in on here. All this I will give you. And I'm reading from the NIV if you're wondering what translation I'm reading from, this is my personal study Bible. It's an NIV. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. It's, it's important to hone in that Satan had control. He had these kingdoms. And before the Holy Spirit, before Jesus died on the cross and broke the power of sin and death, Satan had a lot more power over this earth. And he is showing them these kingdoms and these principalities that that have set up all over the world that have power. Because when people don't serve God, they're giving themselves over uh, to different spirits and, and different things, entities, demonic entities in this world, where, where Satan actually rules over certain regions of the country. Uh, and, and over the world, if you've ever been to Haiti, you, this is really one of the best examples. Haiti's is, Haiti is uh, the poorest country in the world, and it is so spiritual there. Um, those people know, they, they've seen manifestations from you know witch doctors and, and warlocks and stuff like that, and so um, the spirit realm is, is very real to them there. Uh, and so what Satan is showing Jesus is all these things that he has control over. And what Satan is doing is I'm going to give you an easy, I'm going to give you the easy way out, Jesus. You don't have to die for these people. You don't have to be tormented. You don't have to be tortured. Take the easy way out. And the the devil's going to be whispering over these next 21 days, you don't have to fast and and you don't have to restrict yourselves from these things. It doesn't really matter, Um, but it does matter. There's something powerful when we when we choose to be self-disciplined uh, for a season, for, for a certain period of time to draw closer to God, that God honors 
that. And, and when we pray, there's just something about physical obedience that releases something spiritually. Um, and, and, and so now Satan's going to be whispering that, oh, it's, it's not going to be worth it, but it will be worth it. I just want to encourage you, even though it's day one, to, to keep going. It's going to be awesome. And Satan says this, all this I will give to you if you will bow down and worship me. And this is the desire of Satan. He wants people to worship him. He just, he wants people to worship him. And and during the fast and and we're restricting things that we're watching and reading and eating, uh, what we will realize during this fast is there might be some things that we have an unhealthy relationship with, possibly food, um, possibly TV, uh, possibly video games. There's just something that we have an unhealthy, and it's very easy. Jesus talks about money. We can easily uh, begin to worship money. Money can become a god, and uh, even even your job, you can begin to worship your job and your career, or, or even your spouse and uh, uh, your family, or even uh, entertainment or, or, or things that you like to do. They, they can become a God in your life and you can begin to worship them. This is the center of what Satan wants. He wants uh, people to worship, worship other things other uh, than Jesus. And so Jesus responds to him. He says this, away from me, Satan. And that's something that we need to get used to saying. Away from me, Satan. We have the power in our words to, to command Satan to get away from us. For it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and angels came and attended him. And I wanted to share that scripture because uh, Jesus fasted and prayed. And so if Jesus is fasting and, and praying and finds the need, right, uh, to fast and pray, we need to fast and, and pray. There's, uh, there's real benefits for us to fast and pray, not just physically, but, but spiritually, emotionally, and mentally. If you want to turn your Bibles over to the second story here we're going to read is in Mark 9. Um, it's very interesting. It shows the power uh, in the need to, to prayer and fast. Uh, verse 14, I'm gonna, I, wanna, I want you to see some context here as we read. Uh, when they came to the other, this is verse 14, 9, 14. When they came to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them and the teachers of the law arguing with them. As soon as all the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him. I think this is cool because we just finished a series called uh, The Wonder of Christmas and it was all about the wonder of God. Uh, and this is why everything that we do here as the church needs to be focused on Jesus because when we focus on Jesus and we become like Jesus, people become overwhelmed by it and they run to it. You know, there's just this, uh, people run to Jesus. They don't run to services or programs. They run to Jesus. That's why it's really important that we reflect Jesus in all that we do. Uh, verse 16, what are you arguing with them about? This is what Jesus asked. A man in the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought you my son who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. And uh, for me, it makes sense that there would be a demon that stops people from talking. It's like a mute. It's called this mute demon. And it stops people from speaking. If you think about how powerful our words are, it would be a good strategy if a uh, evil spirit could stop you from talking because you couldn't speak the name of Jesus. And so this is what's been happening to this young boy. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He throws him to the ground. 
he foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. Oh, unbelieving, this is Jesus' response, okay? He says, oh, unbelieving generation, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. And and what's so interesting is that the disciples, many scholars believe the disciples uh, had done miracles themselves up to this point. And um, they had seen Jesus do probably thousands of miracles up to this point. And uh, they just got stuck here. They couldn't cast out this demon. They got stuck. So they brought him. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a, a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has he been like this? Isn't this interesting that, that Jesus stops in the middle of this event? Like the boy is on the ground. He's foaming on the mouth. He, you know, the, this demon is, is essentially torturing this child. And Jesus turns to the father and says, how long has this been happening? And I always want us to remember that there's so much compassion uh, in the words of Jesus. Jesus has so much compassion for our lives. And, and, and we see this in this story uh, that Jesus turns to the boy's father and, and asks him a question because, man, Jesus is so filled with compassion. And the, the dad says this. He says, from childhood, he answered, it, it has often thrown him into the fire or water to kill to water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. And I love Jesus' response because I guarantee you it came with a facial expression. He says, if you can, said Jesus, are, are you kidding me? Like, if I can? And he says, everything is possible for him who believes. And obviously, this, this man does not know who Jesus is, and, and he's not sure if Jesus can help him. And that's why Jesus speaks to his faith. And he says, man, everything is possible for him who believes. Verse 24, immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw that a crowd was running on the scene, he rebuked the evil spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you come out of him and never enter him again. The spirit shrieked, convulsed him violently and came out. The boy looked so much like a corpse that that many said, oh, he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him to his feet and he stood up. After Jesus had gone indoors with his disciples, asked him privately, why couldn't we drive it out? Verse 29, this is really important to understand. He replied, this kind can only, uh, this kind can only, This kind can come out only by prayer and fasting. And so there's just some things in our life um, that we're dealing with. And maybe we picked up as a from a child and, 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 you know, through abuse or um, words of death that have been spoken over our life from childhood and maybe even as adults. They just there's just some things that stick to us that won't release itself unless we uh, declare war on these demonic spirits that are messing with us, messing with our minds and our marriage. And Jesus is saying, look, there's just some things that um, take hold of our lives that will not come out 
unless you pray and fast. You dedicate a time to prayer and fasting. And so that's what we're doing. That's what we're starting off uh, these 21 days. We're, we're declaring war on these uh, spirits that are attacking us, and, and we're getting on the offense. Many times we're just playing defense through life. Um, these next 21 days we're, we're playing offense. Uh, amen. And so uh, I just want to end with this story, with this story in Exodus chapter 17. You can read it. I just want to paraphrase it because I, I feel like there is uh, a great parallel of what we're doing as we fast and pray because we're doing something physical, right? We're, we're doing a physical obedience to the Lord. And there's sometimes when we physically obey, something gets released in the spirit. And we see this with Moses. Moses, God tells Moses that as long as he lifts his hand, they're in, they're in battle with a, uh, they're in battle with uh, this horrific, bloodthirsty uh, country, these group of people, and God tells him to to stand on top of a, a hill over overseeing the battle, and. As long as he keeps his, his arms raised, as long as he keeps his arms raised, they will win the battle. But as soon as he uh, lowers his arms, they, they begin to uh, lose the battle. And, and that group of people is the Amalekites. The Amalekites is who they were, they were fighting. And uh, they were just a bloodthirsty warriors. And uh, it's just so interesting. God says, you do something physical. And as long as you're physically obedient, I'm going to win. You're, you're going to win the victory. But as soon as he, uh, his hands went down, uh, they started to lose again. He, he got tired and, and they started to lose again. And so uh, that's what I believe these 21 days uh, of prayer and fasting are for us. Um, man, we're, we're doing something that's physically obedient to God that scripture tells us to do things that Jesus did. He says, man, there's just some things in your life that you can't get rid of unless you fast and pray. And so, uh, for me as your pastor, I want us to be, I want this year to be the closest we've ever been to Jesus and, uh, doing a, a, a season of prayer and fasting is, is how we do it. It's going to be a great year. It's going to be a great year because it's going to be um, the closest we've ever been to Jesus. Amen. Let me close with a prayer uh, today uh, as we close out our first devotional. Lord, we just thank you for this moment, God. I just thank you for every person that's listening, whether listening on YouTube or through our podcast, Father. I just uh, pray that they would uh, experience uh, your tangible spirit right now, God. I just pray that you touch them, Holy Spirit. I pray that you would touch them from the top of their head to the bottom of their toes right now, Father God. God, give them strength right now, Lord. God, I just pray that you would help all of us focus on the purpose and the plan that you have for us for these next 21 days. God, I just pray that you'd supercharge our faith. Uh, Holy Spirit, God, I just pray that you'd give us vision. God, I pray that you'd give us wisdom, Lord, for this year. God, God, I pray in Jesus' name uh, that we would know the authority that your name holds, uh, that we can cast out any temptation or, or uh, anything, any demon that is trying to attack us. We can use your name and they have to obey. They have to flee. And so, God, we just pray that these, these next 21 days are the most amazing days of our life. God, let them be close to you, Lord. God, uh, we just pray in Jesus' name that we'd be broken before you all 21 days. God, because we know when we get humble, you get close to us. We love you. We thank you in Jesus' name. 
Hey, thank you guys for, for being with us today um, and letting me share my heart as we start uh, day one of our 21 days of prayer and fasting. Love you guys. Uh, I'll be praying for you uh, today and, and uh, the next uh, three weeks. Have a great day.